A lot of people need to think that deeper because people love to say she checked all the boxes. I don't understand. Your mm-hmm. boxes might have been limited. I won't even lie. She <laughs> and, checked and all if, my boxes, and then bro, if your biggest box, like, if your biggest box was the box, nah, 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 nah. A lot of people, the biggest box is the box. <laughs> nah, that's not, that's not, that's not even, a, that's, that's not like, even that's on like, the list. <laughs> yeah, that's not even on my box. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, the box. That's what nah, my list. That gotta be on the list. It might be. Well, be you can't even be in consideration. You can't even move to the next stage there. if that ain't no, proper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if that's on my list. Yeah. Okay. That, that after that, everything, the list comes after that. Once we do that, let me see. Okay. Head on point. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. Shorty, Shorty is willing to do whatever we need to do. All right. Cool. Now let's, see, all- let's start going life shit. All the boxes was checked, and then it was just like, "Oh, this one life box. I don't know if that shit checked. Like, you ain't, you ain't really my comfort zone when I come home. Like, See, that's the worst. Home, that's the worst. I'm coming home at twelve o'clock a.m. Why the house still dirty? You nah. been here since nine. <laughs> like, I work from four to twelve thirty a.m. Like, oh, this shit yeah. filthy. But see, <laughs> yeah. when you when you when you young, I think everyone experiences that sometime or another. You know what I mean? I experienced it. Like with your mother going to work and come home and she's sitting in the same spot. Bruh. Wearing the same clothes. And then she's like, Cooks let's get me. something to eat. Let's get Cooks something me. to eat. Cooks me inside. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> let's get something to eat. What? I've been going 10 hours. What the fuck? <laughs> like, hey, we'll be getting on, we'll be getting on Uber. Like, nigga, you ain't cooked but once this week. <laughs> what the either. fuck? And if you want to make a schedule, let's make a schedule. Let's talk about that. But that just never became a conversation. So it was just more so just. When I'm first talking to you, you saying that you do all these things. You come in a household where y'all taught to uh, clean the house, scrub the baseboard, all that shit. I ain't see not one baseboard get scrubbed. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of women that are raised doing that just don't do it no more. On and own. I get that. And I get that. That's why when she said it, I didn't believe it fully. Because I was like, when you live by yourself, though, are you going to do that? Because right. when you're tired and you come from a, come from home from a long day at work, do you, do you really want to clean? Right. Right. You're gonna want to sit in your house and chill, chill. And relax. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I think it's a it's, it's a give and take, especially in relationships. I know yeah. my ex wife. I think after after the sex was over, it was like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Well, sex is addictive. That's a problem <laughs> like, too, and it's that addictive. was definitely a problem with us. That shit yeah. was addictive to the most. Sex, sex is highly addictive, especially if if you like doing certain things that makes you feel like you can't get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? It could be addictive. And once you get a comfort zone with a person sexually, it can be dangerous. It, it causes women to stay with us maybe too long yeah. or us to stay with them too long or just stay together too long in general. And then when life situations hit, it's like, oh, man. Because the worst thing in the world is when you reach out to your lady and she's looking at you like she really cares about your day. And then you're telling her and she's looking at you like, you fuck about that shit. Yeah, fuck about your day. That's the worst shit ever. They they let all they feelings out. And you sitting there, you digesting it. 
Bro, you taking it in, and then now you want to let your oh, stop being a bitch ass nigga. More often like, than listen, more like often than not, time, when a woman vents to you, what they're saying is nothing, and you're sitting there like, what? Mm-hmm. Come on, really? And you're thinking in the back of your head, yo, I can't believe I'm listening to this shit right now. Like the thing that was said, it's hard for me to listen to what goes on during your day because I don't know the names of the people that you're saying. I'm like, nigga, what? what? Yeah, you had the wrong boxes. Your checklist had the wrong boxes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nigga, what? And what? Wait, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing until like year five that she needed to know every single person that I mentioned in my stories. I'm like, yo, that's wild. Yeah, I don't know none wild. of these people you talk about, but none. I mean, I, I'm just talking to, I know what the circumstance is. Like, oh right. yeah, that shit they did was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Well, going, going within a situation, we never think of it, but a lot of us are learning while we're into it. Like, right. like CS says to me all the time, you know, I've been single for a long time. Like, I've been living by myself for a long time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can make you relationship lazy. You know what I'm saying? It can make you time management lazy because you've been by yourself so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easy to put off things when you're by yourself to do other things. You move at your own pace. Yeah. So yeah. when you put off things to do other things, people love to look at it like you're doing nothing or that you don't care. And I don't see how that's a direct relationship. You know what I mean? Cause some and then some people have situations where they have to have things certain ways, but right. they might be more structured. A lot of this we learn as we go along, and a lot of conversations we should have in relationships we don't have because we think it's not necessary. And a lot of times it is. You assume people get certain things. I mean, like no, you can I'm, assume you mm-hmm. can assume that a woman realizes when you come home from work, you need that conversation to unwind. She might not that. even know it matters to you. <laughs> I don't know. A lot that. of times we're not gonna. <laughs> You can't. That's my point. You can't assume. Can't assume. Like, not now. My life, that comes I, with trial I, and error I, for you, Miles. That's trial and error. Now you yeah. know. But knows when you learn young, when you learn young, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Imagine me getting in a relationship just to find out this woman doesn't want to hear what's going on in my life. <laughs> I'm too late in the game for that, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this woman don't give a fuck about me. What am I doing? Right, right. I'm, I'm talking and she's not listening. No, you know, but you know what? The sad part is even for me, I'm <laughs> such a recluse. I still even I know I could I know my wife is my biggest confidant. I still don't confide in her like I probably should. You know what I'm saying? I'm and it's not that I'm it's not that. that she it's not that she hasn't opened that door for that. It's not that she's not willing to take my information in. She listens to me when I'm when I do I need to vent. I just yo, I internalize everything. That's just my that's just been my nature for however long. So like it was, it was a point shit. Just a couple of weeks, I was just in a depressed mode. I was just really everything. It seemed like everything that I had going on was fucking up everything. Every time I'm like, "Yo, I'm in this rut where either I think it's fucking up or it is fucking up. I don't know. It was just fucking up. Shit wasn't working. Instead of me going, let me sit down and let me talk to my wife to kind of see maybe I'm seeing things wrong. Nah, I just kept going and it just kept feeling like I'm fucking up. And then as soon as I had a conversation with her and we talked about a few things and she was like, oh, no, this is what's going on. Do this. Change that. Boom, boom. And now things are feeling like it's, it's, you know, I mean, like I got my like I got the engine tuned up and now I'm back rolling in a proper manner. But sometimes, bro, I just internalize things like as men. A lot of times we keep a lot of shit in and feel like we don't have that help. And nine times out of ten, we do have it. But see, that's that's. That's a, that's a conversation there that's tough to have because a woman will act like she doesn't understand why we are that way. 
Oh yeah, right. nah. I'm not gonna you see my saying? wife act like act like she understood. She still because like, it's like just don't come to me. I'm like my nigga. I I mean, want to hear that right now. <laughs> I used to that's keep the shit bottled up inside too, and then like she was just like, "Why you always keep stuff bottled up?" So I started opening up, and then mm-hmm. it just was like, "Oh, I don't want to hear and all this." Then shit. That's that's your answer why. <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying? Then I'm like, "Damn, I wish I never did it. We'd have been good, bro." Right. And then and then, and then imagine the scenario. You got to be at work. I right, I put myself. I don't work at night. I be at work eleven o'clock. Sometimes nine o'clock. I work at night. I confide in you at six o'clock. You shoot me down. Hmm. I gotta go to work feeling this bullshit. Yep. You know what I'm saying that's a lot of hours to be feeling down. This shit gonna be on my mind for ten hours, man. I reached out and you shot me down. Yep. Women don't but realize you can't, bro, they could control you can't walk in, You can't well. really walk. Yeah, they they do. This this they this, do. And yeah. a lot of it, a lot of it is our fault because oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like me, I know I pick I pick my battles, and. I'm not saying I'm going to change being that way, but I have to change my gauge. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I don't choose the battle, I still need to, uh, I still need to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Still got to say something. I still got to have a ticker where I throw a disclaimer. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to get into this, but boom. Yeah. I'm seeing now just alienating certain things because I think they don't have a high priority has come back to haunt me in so many ways to where certain situations I'm looking like the bad guy when I'm actually not. You know what I'm saying? I just chose to handle something maybe different than you may have. That doesn't mean I don't hold value to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can give an example. I can know, let's say I can know I'm going to do something for you in November or mm-hmm. December or, because the year's almost over, one of these months, right? The year's really almost over. Yeah. I can plan That's it. Crazy. and crazy. I can plan it and don't tell you shit. Right. And just mm-hmm. do it. But that whole time, you, you aggravated about maybe me not doing something that I'm already doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not used to just always saying, okay, I'm gonna do this and here, 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 because I hate saying I'm gonna do something and it don't work. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't ever do what you say you're gonna do. And you're sitting there like, yo, do you know what the fuck I had to do to try to do that motherfucker? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know how bad I feel that I failed at this task. Yeah. So saying so psychologically, I fight with that all the time. And it's easier for me sometimes to step away from a situation. Yeah. And even if a woman wants me to always vent, yo, you know the easiest vent for me is when I put these things on and I go in the booth, man. Or I get this laptop and I start saving. Or I do this podcast and we start talking shit. Right. Uh, That's yeah. an easier vent for the me. The podcast is definitely my comfort zone. I, I, it's I not, a good, it's not a good vent for me <laughs> to call my lady on the phone and be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How's your day? I'm good. I'm getting all these one-word answers in the beginning. Now my vibe is off, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All like right, when Miles called me, I could tell when he want to talk next. I can tell if he got some life shit. I could tell by the energy of the conversation. We don't take long to get started with one word answers. Because we not women, bro. Women with that one word answer shit, dog. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm married, and that my shit, wife, my wife yo, does that, that shit. shit that like, shit kind of hurts, yo. Like, like yo, the first three <laughs> answers were one word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay, I fuck. I'm, like I'm, hey, what you doing? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. I'd be like, man, I'm about to call and yeah. sit, And you were like, damn, you ain't gonna ask me what I'm doing? Shit, I'm right, like, right. I'm about to call somebody else, man. Fuck this. <laughs> then I get a phone call. Yo, yeah, man. Yeah, just... man. <laughs> oh, man, we talking. Man, Now we 40 minutes in the conversation, then we talking shit. It'd be funny, yo, with this pod, Miles, because I know you listened before. We'll get yeah. into a whole argument about sports. We purposely 
this the fucked up thing is that he'll blame it all on me, but we purposely do devil's advocate shit to each other when we talk about sports. And then the fucking pod go off, we agreeing with one another. Oh, the yeah. shit go no, later that's on. You. That's you. That's, that's your you. ass too, dog. Uh, uh, I've, I've rarely done that one. I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you if I agree with something you say. Now I want a lot of he. Play, I don't. I don't know about the pod, but I know he played devil's advocate with me a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> he, I told you I'm doing it. I'm trying to get. No, I know. Understanding the whole picture. Uh-huh. I get it. I'm just saying you do. You do. You do, do that shit. He, he be no, trying to put that 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 he, Gandhi um extra shit going nah, listen, on. He be over there. This is what you'll say. You'll be like, you be like, oh yeah, why why you think that? Okay. <laughs> because listen, listen, I just want to know. That's what you'll say. I just want to know. Miles <laughs> is a habitual ledge leaper. <laughs> His takes be extreme, and I'll be like, shit. Like See, you what? say that about me. You say that about me. No, you my just takes don't, sometimes. You my takes don't be extreme, man. My takes be on point. Ask him, yo, T.S., I uh, said we should draft Donovan Mitchell. Right. Nobody was with me. Nobody was with me. I thought y'all no, should have. No, I told you I didn't see him play in Louisville. I didn't doubt it. I, just, <laughs> I didn't see him play in Louisville. Now look we at got him. Frank Nilakina. Both of us didn't know <laughs> nothing about that, bro. Come on. Frank Nilakina. You're right. I ain't know nothing about Frank Nilakina. And you're not even in the league no more. Which, yes, he is. He got yeah, signed he by the Hornets. He's on the Hornets. Yep. So he'll, no, he'll yeah. always have a roster spot because yep. he plays defense, but he's garbage. And because he's a good team. But what player. was the what, what was the worst pick? Frank or Kevin Knox? It's easy, Frank. Think so? Easy, Frank. Why? Based on what? I said Kevin based Knox. on the fact that I couldn't play you ever. And Damn. Damn. Kevin Knox, we could have we could have had we could have had Mikael Bridges. You're right. We could have. But which one of them two are all stars, multiple all stars and all NBA selections? Mikhail mm-hmm. and Miles Bridges, neither one. Neither Donovan one Mitchell was an All NBA and an All Star, and we passed up on him for Frank Nielakina. Nielakina. Oh, you basing it on that, yeah? Yeah, Frank Nielakina. <laughs> That's, like, I, and then like with Kevin Knox, he had some games for us where he was make like three, four threes. I only remember like three games oh, where Frank did some crazy shit. He never did. He comes to the game, gets one basket, and everybody's excited. Like, oh, Frank is Yo, about to come he'll out. He'll do a he defensive play. stop. He'll do a defensive the, stop. The saddest really part mean. about Knicks, we was getting happy about him making a mid-range. He'll make a mid-range, and I'd be like, oh, shit. It's coming. It's coming. I just want to see something great. I'm just, I just want to be – like, that time with David Fisdale was the worst time to be a Knicks fan in a long time, probably since – was it Fizz's fault though? Era. Was it Fizz's fault or was it? Oh, yeah. Was it? Fizz was it the pick? Fizz definitely Who's the worst coach? Didn't they try to make him run the triangle? But ain't they try to make him no, run the triangle? No, no. That's Derek Fisher. <coughs> that was Derek oh, yeah, Fisher. Yeah, yeah, that was. But Fish. who who yeah. who was the worst coach? Fizz there or Derek Fisher? Derek Fisher. Think so? I don't know. I don't know actually. I got neither one of their ass coaches. Right? That's that's a tough one. They were both bad. You know, Derek Fisher coached a high school team. Yeah, I was gonna say Fisher coaching. That shit crazy. He went from, you he go went from, from NBA. NBA to high school. Get the fuck up. We all well, three of us can coach high school right now. He went. He went from NBA. <clears throat> then he went to the WNBA. Then he won a yeah. championship with the WNBA. Then he got fired from the WNBA. Now he a high school coach. He got a ring, son. But to, come on, man, a regression. <laughs> that's, was, a, was, that's a super regression, dog. No, WNBA to college. I went from WNBA to like I'm an hourly employee now. No yeah. way. <laughs> and you got to go no. teach. And you he know, wants, in high school, they make you go teach too. So you yeah, got to go teach a head coach. I mean, it depends no on the school. Depends on the school. They but make yeah. you teach. I mean, he wanted to. Um, oh, he wanted to coach. 
Nah, Zay, Zay had a coach that didn't teach. Yeah, I did. I did have a coach that didn't teach. Oh, okay. I did. In high school? Yeah, my my senior year, my coach didn't teach. He was um, his son played on the basketball team, mm-hmm. but he had like a hooping facility in Raleigh. Oh, it was called Hoops Hoops University. So it was oh. kind of nice too. Hoop City U, I think. Okay, yeah, some nice. shit like that. It was dope. Okay. Okay. But he didn't he didn't teach at all. He came when it was time to practice and he left. <laughs> he said, I'm out of here. Our Fuck assistant coaches little. though, they taught at the school. Yeah, because they had a job. Yeah. <laughs> they worked for the school. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Now, that was good, man. Shit. I don't really have much left, bro. We this been over an hour. Was it? Oh shit. Yeah, it's eleven forty two. I didn't even look at the club. But let me ask y'all about Fitness though, man. Just before Let's we go. get off of this. Let's go. Um, so for you know, my generation, mm-hmm. we look at fitness. A lot of us are really into fitness, a lot of us getting into it now. Um, but when we see your generation, like I talk to some people that's around y'all age, they'd be like, nah, fuck that. I ain't going to no gym. You know, as long as my dick still get up, I ain't get I ain't going to the gym. I'm like, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> the fuck they gotta do anything. <laughs> that was stupid. You know, he right though. They do <laughs> you know be saying yeah, nah, but once that. you if your dick go down, now it's too late to start working out, bro. Right, right. You're supposed no, to be maintaining. I will say so this is very important. Like? You, we already know yeah, what your dad think. This nigga live in the gym. I want him to start a yet. gym. I want him to start a gym. Damn, um, podcast or something. Do some videos and more video visuals of him working yeah. out. When he, when he does his visuals of him working out, doing certain sets, his numbers be fire. I'll say this for me, man. Um, I went from playing ball almost every day, even when I lived in Florida, all the time. I broke my leg a couple of years ago where I had a steel plate in my knee and I got mm. fatter than a motherfucker. I got over 300 pounds. Mm. That shit was the hardest trying to get that three, to get out of the threes. Now I'm well out of the threes now. I've lost a lot of weight because I've been really on my deem about working out and I changed my diet and um, you know I fast and everything like that. Yo, it's the most important thing, bro. You feel better, you look better in your clothes. The shit just, it just way better. Like I'm literally 30 pounds from my goal of 250. Okay. Like I was All 325. Right. This shit was rough on the nigga. Get diabetes, pre-diabetic. That shit is wild. That shit is a wild take. So when people was talking about, y'all, I don't work out, man. I go in that gym. I throw my hoodie on. I go in, put my headphones on. I ain't talking to nobody. I just go in. I had to find that motor where it was like, where I felt like when I used to play ball. I played ball overseas. I played ball in college. I felt like that. Like, all right, boom, let me go and get my workout on. Plus, I got to give it to Trey. Trey, you're motivated. This nigga said one time, yo, you got titties, son. <laughs> that shit hurt my motherfucking feelings. Y'all wanted to fight this nigga, dog. <laughs> but I never said nothing. I never said nothing to boobs, him. Yeah. I said nothing to him. And I thought about it. dudes, you want to wear tight shirts with titties. I don't understand. I said, yeah, I said yo, son. Cups. I said, son was right. Son was right. I was yeah, out here yeah, wild. Yeah. Yes, some cups. Yes, I had cups. to lose it. So I went hard. I was like, let me at least get these titties off me. Because <laughs> oh, he was right. <laughs> that's facts, though. Sometimes your friends be the ones that, you know, put that yeah. shit all in alignment for you. For me, it was just me looking in the mirror. I was like, oh, hell nah. So she, bro, I've been where you're at, this week for six months. Yeah, but where you're, where you're at, where the weather is warm, Yo, know, man, people, are wearing, people wear less clothing. So you're, you're revealed. Here, you know, people can still wear big hoodies. You know, the women wear big clothes. You know, they don't have to reveal. You know what I mean? Like, even when I go in California, you see so many people maintaining their shapes, like my age. 
Mm-hmm. You know saying maintaining the shapes. It's inspirational for me. It was more of a health thing. You know, I like yeah. looking good in my clothes or whatever, but I actually feel great that I don't eat meat. I feel great that I drink water. I mean, I've been shaving with a razor since I was 14. I don't never get bumps on my face. Like, when I tell people I'm 52, they think I'm just talking. Like, I don't know, you know, you're 50. You know, what the fuck I mean? Because a lot of people at my job, my age, yo, they look old as fuck. I ain't gonna front. Drinking a ton of water definitely helps. <clears throat> I drink yeah, so much water, it's ridiculous. It detoxes you. Yo, your body feel better. Everything look better. Your skin, like you said, you don't get all them crazy blemishes. Yeah. Like you don't be out here looking wild, man. And plus, man, my wife, my wife is small, so and she works out a lot now. Like she, she had a, um after she had our second son, she had a bout of um heart issues. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she's like been like you know keeping the heart rate up, doing a lot of stuff, and now she's changed her her workout to like get cuts. Now she around here with abs and shit, and I'm like, nah, I can't be, I can't be the. I can't be the fat nigga with the little woman, dog. I just can't be that. Son. Like that shit look wild out here in these streets. Well, thing too, people don't understand at my age, like my father's 87, right? Mm-hmm. And um, now he has a little issue with his knees and stuff like that, standing up too long. And I said to him- 87? Yeah, and I said to him, I said, bro, <laughs> I, said, I said, you 87 years old. I remember you used to run five miles a day, do 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups. And I said, you did that with a big belly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Those times strengthen you to get to this point. I said, you have to use a cane to support you to walk sometimes. But I mean, you're diabetic you with a pacemaker. Mm-hmm. But at 87 and you got to do that? There's people at 60 that got to do that shit. This is my yeah. point. You 87 mm-hmm. and now you just need it for support. Bro, you fine. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. mother, 87, never worked out a day in her damn life. Your mom's small, though. She's a little lady. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she wasn't small when I was growing up. <clears throat> I was about to say, she was, t- <laughs> she she was like 5'7". Mom five, seven, a, five, eight. Yeah, but she was a she was a block back in the days though. Them, all my aunts was big as hell, man. Cause all they did was eat. See, she was bigger than grandma. She was bigger than Papa. Hell yeah, well nobody exercising back then. All the women was big as <laughs> hell, true. man. That's Listen, true. you know how That's they know how they know how they did waste food. They ate that motherfucker. <laughs> they definitely did. You was if not you didn't allowed finish to your, If you a kid, yes, clean your plate. Yep. Definition of a fat nigga: clean your plate. Yeah, she made me sit at the table one day because I didn't eat the uh, spinach. Mm. I told her I can't eat that shit, though. <laughs> and she said, you're not going nowhere until you eat that spinach. And I, really, I sat at that table the whole day, man. I ain't eating that shit. Every time I, I every time I put it in my mouth, I'm about to throw it back up. I'm not eating that. So I just that, sat there that, the whole day. That old school shit different. Yeah, man. that old school shit. I was, like, I was like, I'm going to sit here until she crack because, bro, I'm not eating that. <clears throat> That was me and oatmeal. That's me and oatmeal when I was little, bro. My mom made me sit at the table all day to eat some oatmeal. I wasn't eating that shit for nothing in the world. That joker slapped me out off the chair and had that shit for me the next morning. The same nasty bowl of oatmeal. I finally ate it, but I wouldn't eat it now. And now I eat oatmeal like like it ain't nothing. What kills what kill what kills me though? Like I say to people all the time, I said I never um I never whooped my son, right? Mm-hmm. And people think that's like the craziest shit. And I'm thinking, like, I've never whipped my son, man. My son has never disrespected me. Right. So what respect did you gain by beating the fuck out of your child? Yeah, that shit is a wild situation. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of... Like, you know what I mean? I've only had one time in my life when I really wanted to choke the fuck out of my son. It ain't because I was mad at him. just because I saw he was failing, and he felt like he couldn't tell me he was fucking up. Right. So I wasn't really mad at him. I was just mad at the situation. I spanked both of my boys once. Worst feeling ever. Never spank their ass again. Yeah, I'm, and then it was some, it was some lightweight shit too. You nah, got a never. quick little three pop pop pop. All right, yo. Now nah, I just sell wolf tickets. I'm the wolf ticket king. 
I just sell the wolf tickets and keep it moving. But yo, you know, when Miles was young, though. Put your punch, I, I took I, your I, Xbox. I'll take that Xbox. I mean, quick. Yeah, let me get that. I've done the punishment. But when Miles, when he was young, man, I could almost say his name with a authoritative tone, man. And he was responsible. I never really. Right. You know what I'm saying? He did shit as a kid, but he really didn't do a lot of shit around me, man. Like, I could take him anywhere. He'd be in the car. I'm nodding my head. He is. If I'm rhyming, yeah, he nah, rhyming. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He just, I didn't have no issue. Now, his mother yelling at him all the time. All kind of shit. I think that's just women, though. <laughs> but I never but my really wife yells that. all the time. And I'd be like, why you do all that yeah. yelling? I don't never have to do none of that shit, yo. Yeah, she was, never she was yelling at me. She would get my attention with the yell. And then I get my ass beat. I'm like, God, dog. <laughs> I should have yeah, like, just like, ignored you and got my ass beat regardless. Hey, right, kept it pushing. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad y'all gave y'all perspective on the gym uh, aspect of everything because I think it's a really important part of everybody's life, especially in y'all generation. Everybody's getting older, and there's people in your generation that's like, I don't got the time for it. But, you know, everybody got the same 24 hours. You just got to make No, but I look, 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 all that space behind him, I told him, like, all right, I got me another push up board with all the angles, right? Mm-hmm. Just for my off days. Oh, you got, got that that the board that you got like ten angles? Yeah, I got the oh, one that you can fold tough. up and put fold up and put in your suitcase. That's mm. tough. Yeah, that's I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I can fold up and put it in my suitcase. I got it because of that. So on the trail, I take it with me. And I got yeah. the um, I got the new ab rollers with the armrest that you can do the planks and you can just do the. Oh, rollers. you went ahead and picked that up. Yeah, I got one coming. <clears throat> okay, just yeah, to do it around the house mm-hmm. on my off days. I'm gonna do those. So you can do shit like that in the house. I'm about to get get heavy on my core. Heavy, yeah, heavy you see that head. ball behind me, man. I lay on that yeah. ball and I do I do um crunches, I do a ton of side crunches, bleats, front, like that shit, like the yoga ball, that shit helped like a mug, man. Yeah, Cause I had a bad back for the longest. Because oh, I used to get fluid. Some cardio too? Oh yeah. Oh, talking to your dad? Yeah. Ooh, me? Cardio as far as what? <clears throat> man, all you gotta do is walk. You ain't gotta run. No, I used to walk on walking trails five miles a day. What you mean? I'm saying, are you going to do it now? You still oh, am I gonna start doing it again? Nah, yes, I'm, listen. I gotta find me some stairs, man. I like running up stadium stairs. That's what and I like to do, do cardio. And they don't do no cardio. He be clowning me because I, I I be on that bullshit elliptical. I ain't no front. I do full body. That shit gay, man. <laughs> that shit it's ain't not, gay. I love it ain't that really shit. bullshit though because it's working out your core at the yep. same time as you exactly. doing your cardio. So yeah, that shit gay, aspects. son. <laughs> I, work, I, I work my core. I take. I do barbell rollouts to a curl. A lot of niggas can't do two. I of mean, those. M- most most of your exercises work in your core anyway. But yeah, it's best to get cardio because it. <clears> I got to do that outside. I can't do that shit you be doing on the trail. Miles, you still play ball? Yeah, I played ball yesterday. Actually, me too. I played ball yesterday morning, man. It felt pretty damn yeah. good. Actually, it's been a I while. I played ball but... at five a.m. yesterday. Shh, I can't nah. Yeah, but you out there playing with the with the plumbers and shit. Who? With the plumbers and truck drivers. You. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, all, everybody in there is kids. I'm playing with a bunch of kids. They running up a full court. No. Oh, no. Nah, you, you ain't making it up. That <laughs> court, I ain't playing with no Yo. plumbers. I'm playing with a bunch of kids and a out couple here, of adults. Man, you'll fuck around and catch a pro out here. And he'll sure come out no. there and give your ass work. Especially like, that uh, outdoor court in Tampa. That out. This is outdoor court in Tampa. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, you used to be out there, son. My Reggie Evans pulled up to LA Fitness. I ain't gonna lie, someone was asking me, but he was cooking everybody. Mm. <laughs> he was asked, but for the average for the average person, he get through the water. No, is he, a, is, he about... fish, is he officially six eight though? Reggie like six six. He probably I like six so. six six seven. So. But like, cause I didn't think, cause we had a dude out there that was like six seven six five, mm-hmm. and he was having trouble with him. Like Reggie Evans was having a little bit of trouble with him because he was mm. long and he was jumping over his ass. Mm. But 
Reggie Evans, man, he was trying to be like a little point guard. He was shooting threes. I see he not in the, he's not in the big three no more, I don't think. He was. No, nah. he in the big three. He's still playing there? Okay. I saw him on the that green team. What's that? The ball hogs? No, nah, but I mm-hmm. missed I missed two games. So I missed the first game. And then the last I wonder game, when they coming back out to Charlotte, man. I got it's, it. It's once a season. It's once a season. Matter of yeah. fact, yeah. uh Dominique Rogers Cromarty, he came to LA Fitness. Mm. Bro got bounce. Bounce. Yo, tell people all the time. The average player come hoop with you. Like they show clips of Brian Scalabrini hooping against a D1 player. They bust your ass. Cooked him. They bust your ass every time. Scalabrini said out his own mouth. He said, in the NBA, I might look sorry, but for the rest of y'all, I'll bust your ass. Yeah, he's <laughs> that boy. Scalabrini said out good. his mouth. He was good in college. He was good in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's what I loved about Orlando, man. Back in the day, that's when, like, um, when the Orlando matches was halfway good, you would see Steve Francis and them, a lot of them, AI and them. It was this basketball court that was um, sponsored by uh, Orlando Magic. They will always, when they come in town, they will always go to that court and hoop. And then, or you will see them out there at the club and whatnot. And niggas was just hella cool, man. People Yo, like, they don't remember Steve Francis. I remember AI coming down. He crossed this nigga at the court so bad, bro. I was like, Shh, y'all got to realize it's, that boy was. And that was AI at the end of his career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beast. It's funny, though, because like when I, when I hoop, people see me like, Everybody in Tampa know me now, but originally when I was coming down, I got a, like, you see my dad, me and him got similar body types, so we kind of okay. broad shoulders, we don't mm-hmm. look like we playing basketball. Little like, little arms and shit. Yeah, yeah, we like playing football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My wingspan ain't too long. But, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, the one thing that set me apart from everybody else was my bounce. Like, ain't nobody ever going to think I'm jumping this high as I'm jumping. That's and the moment I get into the court, they like, oh, this nigga can jump. And they be like, oh, this nigga fast as hell. Like they just don't pick you every really time. Know that. Mm-hmm. They don't really know that. So I'm just yeah. gone. Like, and I stopped yeah. playing for a little second when I was in the relationship. But once I got out, I was like, shit, I'm about to hoop more. So Yo, I hooping that's probably like the worst thing being 42 and not being able to jump, jump like I used to, two blown ACLs and a steel plate in your knee won't allow yeah. you to really jump like you used to. <clears throat> I can still one hand dunk, but that shit is the weakest one hand dunk you ever seen in your goddamn life. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's, it's crazy because like my, you ask my pops, man. It be high school games where I jump high as hell, but I went dunk it. I tip that joint in, yo. Because I, in the moment of it, I'm not thinking I'm right here at eye level with the rim. I'm just yeah, like, you, oh, get you one of them niggas. I'm ready to fight, bro. If you don't nah, put really, the damn ball in the hole, I really son. was. <laughs> all my team, all niggas. my teammates would be like, bro, you know how high you was? I'm like, nah, how high? <laughs> you one of them? Niggas. I would have been mad as hell at you. We had a homeboy on our team that was like that. He would jump and be literally looking in the rim, but then he'll just lay that shit up. Like, bro, if you don't cuff and punch that shit in there, because uh, I'm like, I'm on six his feet, head. But I'm jumping. Every, everybody's six, five, six, six. Every, everybody's bounce is, is 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 different. Like some people are naturally blessed with bounce. I think a lot of his bounce came when he moved down here and that crazy coach he had that had him run like a motherfucker in training like shit. Like it just yeah. unleashed new things with his body type. Like yeah. I don't think he realized how fast he could be, how quick his lateral quickness could be. But that shows why the Miami Heat are so competitive every year because That's they're heavy right. on conditioning and training more so. Three percent body fat, three percent. Yeah, but that's how this nigga was. Like, this nigga played yeah, a was, like he played a double overtime game and never came out. Yeah, I was, I was. Hey, you're not doing that in high school, man. Hell no. And he was a defender, so I'm saying so they were well conditioned more than anybody they played against. That's the only reason why they were able to compete because the team wasn't actually that good. They was like the Miami Heat of private schools. 
No, their really. roster wasn't really thick like it was that. like it was like three people. It was me or oh, four people because the coach's son could shoot a little bit. Mm. But it was me. Um, we had this big dude who played in the NFL now. His name Phil Haynes. He played for mm. the Seahawks. Mm. Uh, it was this kid named Austin Nagy. He was a football player, but he was just he couldn't shoot, but he'll run your ass over and get a layup. Yeah, and that's then what the coach's son. He was a spot up shooter, and everybody else was just like, it was just we there. just here, we just here. Yeah, yeah, like, that's you know, what's up. That's, that's like my son's on football team because he made the football team. I hope them little niggas win some games because boy, they look they look pork chop city out there. But they fuck around. About I, I knew I knew from a young age my son wasn't gonna like playing football, bro. Just watching oh. him play at a young age, I knew you wasn't gonna be a football player, bro. That wasn't for you. Man, I was I was nice to football. I just won't go read that playbook, bro. I'm no, I'm talking about before play when you played. You played at a at a younger age where you just wouldn't hit nobody. You was just out there. You was running around. You was fast, but you weren't really trying to touch nobody. Football. But did you come? Bro. But did you come the next year though? I don't know which year we're talking about. I'm saying I seen you play twice. You refused to hit people. I'm like I ain't watch this nigga play football. Man. I wait for all right. Old. So he ain't, so he ain't come the next year. To yes, I was uh, a starting linebacker and I was hitting niggas. I came. You figured it out. I came when you was in high school and you told me, Dad, I ain't even read the playbook, man. I'm just out there on the field to be in shape. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see that shit. I can't you want to know, know why? Because the coach told me, he said, hey, you ain't got to read the playbook. We're going to go over the plays during the week of the, of the game uh-huh. and you're going to have a little wristband and we're going to know what plays you're going to play. We're going to tell you to look at on your wristband. That's what he uh-huh. told me. <laughs> got to the season. This nigga said some shit. Um, what do you say? Fucking... It was like bull red hunt October. I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around like, I'm like, what the fuck he say? I'm like, I'm, 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 and I was at linebacker, so I'm looking at my uh at the left outside linebacker. I'm like, hey, what am I supposed to do? He was like, rush the a gap. I'm like, hey, which one the a gap again? And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And it just literally had me out there for athletic abilities. And, and, and I would hit somebody if you coming, but right. I did not know the play. They know not one play. Didn't know one play. They just told me to roam. They told me literally sit there and roam. Wow. I was roaming. Football got mad plays. That's funny. Yo, that is hilarious. When you're a linebacker, all you got to know is a linebacker. Shit. Yeah, some people need that. But the linebacker, all you got to know is which gap you're going to hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that year I played, that year I played, all I, all I had to know was the guard center inside gap or whatever. Man, Outside man. gap. That's all I had to know. Bro, I was a tight end, a defensive end. I went on the end around. This little Mexican came out of nowhere, hit me up under my pads. I laid on the ground and I said, Boy, my jumper is wet. I'm <laughs> done with this. I'm <laughs> done with this. This is it. I quit it's- on the second. I quit the second game. I said, Ooh, I gotta keep that. That's going to cool. That's going to school right there. <laughs> like I was it's, out of there. <laughs> it's funny you said that because like if you came to our practices, you think I'm starting. <laughs> like, they'd be like, they're like, Miles, all you gotta do is read the playbook. I'm like, fuck that. Playbook, playbook this thick, man. No way. No, no football, football playbook. No way. Are we in the NFL? No, we're not. I don't know why we got all these plays, bro. And we're yeah. not even one of the best teams in the conference. We only made it to state one time, and that's when we had an NFL player on our team. Let's see. So, so like, stop <laughs> playing with me, man. I'm not about to be reading all of that. That's wild. Y'all, y'all playbook too thick. Yeah, they was That's wild, especially in high school. Man, keep the condense this shit to 20 plays, bro. But now, nah, especially on defense, year, it's like, come on, we don't need all these schemes. But now, nah, my senior year, my nah. basketball coach, that facility he had, it definitely got me right because 
he everything he had was air pressurized. So oh, uh, the force that you extorted, mm-hmm. that's how much it came down on you. So say you was coming up with like 800 PSI, it was going yeah. to pull that much PSI back down on you. So it was just, ooh, so much pressure. I'm like, every time I was doing like jump squats, it had a machine where you would do yeah. jump squats, mm-hmm. you know, jump as hard as you can, mm-hmm. and the pressure would come down on you. It was, that shit was Yo, that, the crazy thing is, Joe Cherry, they had all the good shit when they coming up. We was coming up, you just take your ass outside and go hoop, come no, back. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> we had none of that shit. I ain't had no trainers. You know, I yeah. trained. My mom bought us a basketball goal. We dug a hole, cement that shit, put the goal up, and we trained ourselves. <laughs> and, then, and then we played yeah. We played the neighborhood circuit, around the hood. Yeah, but see, training was just playing. And um. Will Barton was talking about it. Man. I was just like, about um, to talk about that. Yeah, Barton Will Barton talked that. about it. Like when we was coming up, we just played ball all summer. All like summer. we didn't work on our handle. Nope. We didn't work on our shot. We didn't work on a mid range. We didn't work on floaters. We just played ball all but summer that's long. Why, that's why I think the kids now are more skilled though. They spend more time actually working on certain moves, and now I'll they get got you. a little bit of a bag. Like I watched a kid on, and he a freshman in high school. He's ambidextrous. He can do uh-huh. it with his right or his left. Literally, right. he shoots jumpers with his left. But how much? But how much? Okay, I I seen that same kid. But how much dribbling is he doing while the rest of his team is just standing around looking? Well, he's doing a lot, and all the reason I think he's doing a lot is because that team really ain't shit, okay. and I don't think that team could be anything without him. Because the game I saw him play, he scored like thirty four points. I remember. I know. I, I know the kid. I watched him on on YouTube. I know exactly the kid you're talking about. That boy's saucy. But I just feel like kids be doing too much dribbling and not getting yeah. to like it's yo, it's an art to three step three like Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. really only does three moves and then he goes to the cup. Mm-hmm. He gets to his bag quickly and then he's either gonna shoot a jumper or he's going to the cup. But let's think about Kyrie though. His godfather's Rod Strickland. His dad played in the NBA. He said he learned nothing from his godfather though. Well, he learned something from his dad, though. Who yeah, he definitely was there. That's true. For him to say he learned nothing from Rod Strickland, he lying. This nigga watched every game Rod Strickland probably ever true. played. But, but Rod even when said he, he say, didn't train him. But Rod said he didn't train him neither. That doesn't mean you didn't learn from him. <laughs> okay, I get you. I get you. you know I mean? And we're going to be technicality, man. I get That's you. cap. Yeah, that don't, that don't mean you didn't learn from him. That's cap. I would have told him that his face. That's cap. That's cap, bro. Because they got similar packages. They That Rod Strickland package was different bro that Raj if Raj didn't have those injuries shut your ass up Trey shut up (laughs) I knew he was gonna do that shit that was kind of wild wild. I'm back though I had to leave for a minute that was kind of wild Yo, we got. Oh, we normally way. got a button that I click it and be, <laughs> and be here. Hey, yo. Fuck you, Trey, man. Wow. Yo. Rod Strickland's basketball dribbling package <laughs> is probably one of the best in the NBA, man. Yeah, yeah. Even his layup package, vicious. Yeah. Yo, yeah. he couldn't shoot threes. He had Not no range. He probably shot 20% from three his whole career. But in that era, you didn't have to. That shit wasn't magnified. Yeah. It wasn't magnified. I'm, I'm, I'm still lost on that conversation. I think teams need to be point shooters, but I don't believe everybody has to shoot threes. That's nah. that stupid statistics. That's that stupid statistics. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I'm talking about this two. all the time. Like, <clears throat> RJ Barrett shouldn't have to shoot five threes a game. He shouldn't shoot but maybe two. 
He shouldn't have to shoot five threes a game, but he should be able to shoot three. Right. Okay. In the flow of an offense. It should be in the rhythm. Yep. In the yep. flow of an offense, yep. not standing there spotting up. He's shooting from the floor of the offense in Canada and he's making them. You right. you hoop. It's hard to just stand there and wait for a pass and shoot the ball. I had to be moving to shoot. Yeah. I if I stand it. there and shoot, you might as well leave me by my guy. I wasn't no setup shooter. If I, I'm I moving, I'm gonna knock that shit down. I gotta be moving, catch a pass, shoot, right. catch a pass. I'm not, he's yeah. standing there. Yeah, I'm not much of a spot up shooter either. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a spot up shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to touch it. I need to at least jab, step, dribble in, pull, something. I can't. All that. Even if I'm wide open, I at least got to take a jab, dribble at you, then step back and shoot it. I can't just stand there and catch a pass and then shoot it. Yeah, I did my first. I did my first step back yesterday. I've been practicing that shit. Oh, I just, it's just weird. It's an awkward fucking moves. I don't know why it's awkward. You gonna break a damn ankle? I, I, I almost I almost did it the few times I was practicing, but I did it yesterday. I did it in the floor of the game. Hit dude, step back, you know, did the double step back and pull. And I was like, oh shit, that bit worked. That's a that's step back. It's, it's a good move. <laughs> it's weird back. though. It's so weird. Especially oh, if you hit somebody with a with a combination of moves, yep. with an in and out, double cross, mm, step back. Yo, like I that. tried something that I saw on YouTube and that and it worked. <laughs> like where yeah. Where you come in and the defender came here and then I put my back to him and then yeah. I stepped back twice and then pulled and it was like, oh shit, that shit, that shit worked. I was like, all right, cool. Yo, Penny Hardaway had a move where it was like a the best like shit a dribble, ever, mm-hmm. and then he moved into a step back, but yep. that shit was move his head and he bounced it because he just yeah. bounced it and I left mean, it and then that's, went to the step back. If he never got man. hurt, God, if he never got huh. hurt. Top five Shit. talent right there, bro. Yeah, Penny never got hurt. It'd be a, it'd be a different. And I, I hate the fact when um he said something about Penny being greater than Kobe in an interview or something one time, and somebody wanted to debate it, and Shaq was like, "What? What? I play with this guy. We're, we're, you must he's not have watched. Both, he's playing. Yeah, with both like teams. you must not have seen <laughs> Penny Hardaway. That's not an insult to Kobe it's at not all. Not insult. Penny was giving Jordan the blue. Penny was a dead ass six seven point guard. Like he six, really seven. was a good point guard. Mm-hmm. Penny was giving every point guard the blues. Any yep. nigga that wanted to guard him, he was about to have a long fucking night. Long he had, he, night, bro. And he had bounce. He used to get to the cup. Like, God damn, Penny, bro. Everybody liked Penny, man. It, like, we gotta. I know, you know what? I think in this era, because we live in such a hype beast era when it comes to sports, it's that what have you done for me? I remember Kobe as this one thing. No one can stop Kobe. And Kobe will tell you. T-Mac gave me the issues. T-Mac gave me the blues. But then you would look at T-Mac and be like, oh, T-Mac wasn't shit. And then you got Miles' generation and younger pulling up all these bum-ass stats. And it's like, yo, we're not going to just be stat-driven. Well, you know, T-Mac wasn't a <laughs> complete player. We've seen it. Was, you have to see it. Oh, no, yeah, nobody's well, going to argue with me about T-Mac. T-Mac, for me, I was growing up, T-Mac was my Kobe. Like, I ain't give a see? fuck about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't as complete <laughs> a player as Kobe. But if you're T- talking about T-Mac was my guy. a bag, a bag on offense? A bag. And, and Yo, I had all the T-Macs, all the Allen Iversons. I was them my two guys. Yo, T-Mac. Yo, K, um, um, Kobe for me, this is bad. I ain't really start respecting or liking Kobe until he caught that rape shit. <laughs> That's... That joker came in the game. Yo, he came to them games on a mission. Because that's when he scored 81. That was when well, no, he, he had to get his own, get his name back. <clears throat> he yeah. came to those games. I was like, yo, son changed his number and went 
bananas. I was like, oh shit, that's what we needed from him. Yeah, he had to get his name back. He yeah, was I mean bananas. I want LeBron to retire though. I'm the biggest LeBron, one of the biggest LeBron fans ever, but I need him to get the fuck up out of here. What? Huh? I'm just not feeling bro games. Huh? I don't know what it is. He averaged like 25, 8, and 8. What do you mean? Bro, yeah, we, I was look, like, hello. Look, his scoring output is gonna be his scoring output. What you mean? He's averaging but you eight, know, at least eight you, rebounds, eight assists. Fam, we've watched them games and we both be like, yo, Braun, take it to the house. <clears throat> he gonna fuck up his legacy the way he's playing out there. Nah, LA, so there's, no, there's no way he'll mess up his legacy, bro. I feel like the Lakers gotta give him a, a roster where he can take it to the Exactly. It's not so congested. He shouldn't have to have a situation roster. where he has to do so much. Anyway. Yo, because they banking everything on AD and he ain't it. He don't have it. He should be. I don't know. He should be. He should have it, but he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. He ain't got it. AD don't have it, bro. We're going to see this year. Yeah, because they paid him a little bit of bread. They gave him – he did that contract extension. I mean – And I think Braun on the last last leg of his contract, his current contract. I mean, he's on the last leg of professionalism. This should be it. No, you talking about he want to wait to play with his son? That's oh no, a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I don't even know if Brown ain't even gonna play in um, play in um, college. Yeah, they've been quiet about him playing. No, They're I think I'm playing because Sh- Sh- Sharif is saying he gonna play. He think he gonna play. Sharif said that. Yeah, I doubt. Does Sharif talk to LeBron? Uh, LeBron James Jr. Talk to? Yeah, they. No, nah, Sharif and him and him and Brownie, they they yeah, just they, they just got on TMZ because they went to a club and they didn't get let inside for a few yeah, weeks they, ago. Yeah, they close. Yeah, they be rocking. Yeah, don't, yeah, no, yeah, no. They, cool. they too young. They were too young to be trying to go in that club anyway. They were trying to live off their dad's name. Going yeah, nah, they thought we two rich niggas. We here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you but, saw it with Sharif? Because Sharif 21, I thought. Yeah, was the one that had the heart problem. Yeah. Yeah, but Sharif 21, he he could get into that club. Brody that's probably cool. why they couldn't get in, because Brody was with him. Oh, yeah. yeah Brody, that's probably why they couldn't get in. I'll tell you that nigga go home. Nah, but they closely. And you remember Sharif had that heart issue, too. Yeah, he, I mean, I he made it to the league. He's still trying to figure it out. But I think they they got close after just Bronny shit. Really, Sharif, I think that's Sharif what... made it to the league because his dad's name. That nigga, he not. Does that is that does that count as made the league when you play summer league? That's made to the not league. Not to me. He got drafted. You remember he got drafted. Sharif didn't get drafted. Yes, he did. He got drafted the late rounds. He got drafted to to L.A. He just don't play. I don't that's know the same that. thing with Giannis. Right. Son. That's how same thing with Giannis brother. Giannis brother got drafted. How these niggas don't be drafted? They just be signed. And Giannis brother contract. was actually good, but he's not. I'm, I'm, it's relative when it's good, but they got to really uh, work with that boy. Sharif was undrafted. In oh, he went undrafted. Yeah, yeah. They, but he went he to LA. Drafted? He got signed. Oh, yes, he got signed. He went to the G. Yeah, they gave him. Night. They gave him a G League contract to see what he do. That niggas. I mean, that's not. still professional basketball, but yeah, I mean, before the shot. You know what I mean, they'll put you on a G League. His dad said he should never came out. Yeah, his dad said that shit should stay away. He, he never, he never, he never developed as a player. <clears throat> that nigga came out of college. Average, he averaged three points per game that year. That's nepotism, <laughs> like a motherfucker, bro. At LSU, he averaged three points per game. Nepotism, and he was he wasn't even there really long. Shit, he went to LSU with oh, that one he, year. Ain't he? He, he transferred to US. Did he go to UCLA? At the yeah, end? he transferred from UCLA. No, nah, he went to UCLA first. And first, then and then LSU. transferred over to LSU. Yeah. But shit, the same thing, the same thing with LeBron and and Shaq, their younger sons are the ones. Shaq, youngest son, that boy can hoop. LeBron, youngest son, that boy can hoop. I thought his youngest son already in college. Talk about Shaq one? Yeah. 
I think he, I think he, oh, I think he finally is. Let's see what's on. What's little, what's little bro name? Um, his daughter probably the best one. She out there killing. I think his daughter the best. His son, his daughter out there cooking. He played for like an HBCU school or something like that. He go to Bethune Cookman. Wow. Shakir, Texas Texas State. (laughs) Nah, I'm looking at his shit right now. Texas State. Something like that. Oh, man, come on, Shay. He could have went to Texas Southern. He go to Texas. Yeah, he had Texas Southern. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. You know, a lot of kids trying to, they trying to boost up, they trying to boost up the, the black, um, school thing. He averaged one point a game last year. You know who we don't hear? You know who we don't? Wow. You know who we don't hear about right now? What's the other boy name? Let me get, let me get my grades up. I know, right? What's the young boy name? (laughs) What was that? What was that young boy that we don't hear nothing about anymore? Um. That's a lot of people, bro. The one he got caught, he got caught in that little shit, um. Remember they talked about him like heavy in high school. Oh, Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams. Oh, what yeah. the hell happened to the young boys? Huh? He still got his trial. His trial is pending. It, I don't ah, think it starts in September. What does he play? Is he play elite or what is he playing? He play. He's supposed to play for Memphis next year or this yeah, that's year. That's what I thought. Really? really? Yeah. <clears throat> he committed to Memphis and then he shot at some people in a car that were leaving his house, and now he has a trial, September, I think seventeenth. They said or some shit like that. I just watched the TikTok about it. Yep. He gonna go remember, to, I had that com- remember I had that conversation with you where people were saying, well, I can believe it because he come from a single parent household. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Man, fuck what does that mean? Putting that, shit. Mean. that yeah. don't mean shit. That mean I don't mean nothing. a damn thing. That means that nigga made a bad decision in his life. Right. <laughs> That's what that was. Being stupid. I doubt his mom raised him to shoot at people because they did something to you. <laughs> right. But let me say, I'm going to say how crazy the older generation is, man. A child will do something, and they'll be like, well, I don't know where you get that from. I don't do nothing like that. And I'm thinking, like, granted, these mostly were fathers that didn't talk to their children. And they're quick to say, like, if you catch a drug charge, a father would be like, I don't know where you get the drugs from. He didn't get it from me. And it's like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> but do you think there's not a life outside of your home in that church you do every Sunday? Word. I've heard my own father say, I don't know where you get that stuff from. And I'm thinking like, what? I grew up in New York City. See, my mom said that shit the other day about something. She was like, about? I didn't raise y'all like that. I'm like, mom, we grew no, we fig- we that's the worst. We that's the worst one. What do you mean you didn't raise us like that? You cool. raised me like what? You want to ask? You raised me like what? You wasn't even really there. You was working on working on them. I ain't really. Well, every, every generation is different. Every generation requires a different level of teaching. But, you know, the parents for like my generation, they consider everything raising a child well if they make you go to church every Sunday and go to Sunday school or whatever, whatever. Like my father and I, you know, we had a debate about my own son sometimes because I don't believe in saying he'll be all right. I don't believe in that. I never mm-hmm. said it about my son. He'll be all right. I don't say that. Because if I say he'll be all right, that means I'm just leaving him over there and I'm not talking to him. I'm not checking on him. You know what I'm saying? My father's quick to say, oh, he'll be all right. He came up in a lot of Christian school and all this type of shit, right? And I'm like, he what? I'm like, what makes you think that school had anything to do with anything with his development? Like, well, man, you know how they do. The Lord, the Lord helped out. No, I hear you, but I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you why I hate it. When you when you dealing with a co-parent situation, people will always downplay your existence and your contribution. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I taught that boy how to write and read. I did that. I didn't wait for the school to do that shit. I had him reading when he didn't know how to read. I had him writing when he didn't know he was writing. Yeah, I get tired of people standing. I know it did. <laughs> but, you, but you did good. 
<laughs> Let me tell you, it'll be a word. You know when you gotta put together those cars, oh, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this, this man right here, man. I almost called, I almost called a motherfucker because that shit. That's how mad it got me. You already did. You did. You just did. <laughs> this, <laughs> you just did. This this man would be like sounded out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. T.S. I'm in the verge of crying, bro. Like, can you uh-huh. just tell me what this shit say? He like, uh-huh. no, nah, you got to figure it out on your own. Sounded yep. out. So yep. like, and even my grandma, my grandma, uh, my mom's mom, she'll tell yep. you like. She remembers it vividly. Like I would go upstairs, like mad as hell, yelling, like kicking shit. Like I not out loud, but just yeah, 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 myself. Yeah. Like this is bullshit. All he gotta do is tell me what to say. And you know, my grandma, she always admired him for it because uh-huh. most people would just tell me what it is instead of letting me figure it out. Right. And I will say, him doing that in a way that shit helped with my critical thinking. Mm-hmm. So that's the by point. me having to figure that's out what that word says and sounding it out. That's helping me with critical thinking. And that's funny. Me figuring out stuff on my own. That's funny because my but oldest that shit used to cook me inside. My oldest son. That's the stuff we go through while we're while I'm training him and we're doing different things. Like I, I made him get into coding because I code. Mm. I made him like I taught him how to read, write, and all that same things too. But I also made him learn coding language, and he get mad at me when I'm like, "All right, you'll cut that off. We're gonna work on this, and we working on it." And then, but Dad, I don't remember. No, nah, bro, we already went over that. I'm not going over it again. Figure it out when you. So I left the room, and he cussed me. I stood by the door. He was in there cussing me out because I wouldn't tell him. All he got to do is tell me, "Shit, what the fuck is going on?" And I'm sitting at the door, <laughs> and I'm like, "Look at him. He, you know how you be low." Shit. What the fuck is going on? And I'm like, yeah. you, you good? No, no, good. Figuring out. <laughs> yeah, but see, this, as a child, like I can't let you. Uh, I can't let let you navigate your own guidance. You know what I'm saying? Because you're getting out there into a world where people aren't going to take the time to show you things. Nope. And it's just like you were learning, you know, root cause analysis and conflict resolution as a young age, and you were learning how to deal with your emotions, being upset, and things of that nature. At a young age. See, I, I grew up where fathers didn't talk to their sons. They just didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have, that dialogue didn't start yet. As generations go down, it all began and started or whatever. The only conversation you had was Sunday going to church or at the dinner table. And you weren't really allowed to speak much. So you weren't being taught a lot of things. Like So a lot of people grew up with fathers that had great knowledge of certain things. Like, you know, my father had a real estate license. My father taught hand-to-hand combat. Like, I don't know none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Our generation, we more so share with our kids things that mean something. Like, you were raised listening to 90s hip-hop. Without knowing it, your ears are trained to hear Tribe Core Quest. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You're trained to know the difference with hip-hop and what's there. So your your catalog might be diverse for a person your age. Because you'll hear 90s hip-hop and be like, oh, shit. People your age might look and be like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, oh, you crazy. This shit, hard. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. we owe y'all that, though. Giving y'all yeah. so y'all can make your own choices what you like to do. I never wanted you to be in a classroom to where a teacher tried to expose you to reading and writing and you felt like you couldn't keep up with people. I want you to be in a position where they ask you to do something. You ain't shook. Like, shit, my daddy asked me to do more than this, bitch. You ain't shit. Right. I was in the classroom saying they came to me to do it first. Like, that's the point. I was, I was confident. I wanted you prepared. Yeah, I wanted yeah. you prepared. Because it's not worse than watching a kid that's not confident to read out loud. No, everyone. that's a that's fact. the worst thing ever. You, when you're a kid and you're in a setting and they call mm-hmm. on little Johnny and mm-hmm. little Johnny stutter his ass all the way through them three paragraphs, that shit yep. hurt. Yeah, that shit hurt. <laughs> that shit hurt. I know that it shit hurt. 
parents can't like that's what that's everybody that's a laughing example. at him and shit. For example, yep. like parent, parents mm-hmm. can't downplay parenting. Like he has two youngest that's still coming up. You know, every generation is different, but even when you have a co-parent situation, things aren't going the way you want to go. It's like you still owe that child that training. If that child has nothing to do with y'all issues, and that child still has to go in this world and survive. Right. You know what I mean? They still have to deal with these teachers. They still have to deal with these police officers and all this other kind of oh, shit. Yeah. You got to get their mind prepared for conflict resolution and prepared to communicate fearlessly. You know what I mean? The worst thing in the world is communicate with fear. You know what I mean? Even when you're a young man, like you're a young man, but you're a man, you can't communicate with fear. Because that, that fear of communication can put you in so many bad positions, whether you're at work or yep. in life. And now you have a supervisor position, you always have to speak from a position of power. All right. You know what I'm saying? Not mistreating individuals, not even going outside of the code, but you got to speak from a position of power. This like power. this is what yep. this is what we need to do. This is what we're going to do. Yep. You know and be able to it's, articulate it's, that in a in a manner where everyone yeah. can understand. That's and all that is part learn. of your your training as they develop. Like you see a lot of supervisors in the workforce that have issues with speaking, you know what I'm saying, to the assistant supervisor, speaking to the team leads. They have a problem with it. Or they speaking think to they, the, the dominant one of the dominant workers on his team that everyone look at for God. He's threatened. He's threatened. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've always been a person that threatened people around me, even if they're my superiors. They might be a higher level supervisor. They might be a high level manager. I've always dealt with people that had a problem with. I've always had a following at work. For whatever reason, I've always had people that would listen to me before they listened to somebody that was a position over me. Because right, people, yeah. people go where they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But a lot of supervisors shouldn't be upset with a lead or another level of supervisor that's under them that has that because at the end of the day, it's a common goal. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be an issue. Right. But it is. No. Just the All fact right. that this man is six six, he go places. They they don't like him. They might not like him when he hit the door. Automatic. I get stereotyped. You know Especially now I got locks. Definitely get You're stereotyped. Always stereotyped. I mean, I got I got the beard and I'm bigger than the average person. And oh, pause. But you know, my staff. <laughs> I was gonna let it roll. I was gonna let it roll. <laughs> no, I gotta police myself go. sometimes. I gotta police myself there sometimes. You uh-huh. But when you look at your stature, if, if you're put together different from other people, you're judged by that. Look, look, for me, man, I work I work in a predominantly um be honest, I work in a predominantly white company. So even a though zest, I work from a home. Zesty white company too. They zesty. It's a few, mm-hmm. it's a few zesty, zesty people there. I <laughs> I um so I work from home, but when I go to Knoxville, I'm at the corporate office. I'm there um, with a ton of them. So think about this. I'm the tallest guy pretty much in the whole building. Me me and my supervisor, we're the tallest two people, and I'm taller than him. He's 6'5", I'm 6'6". I got locks, so I have to be – and I'm, I'm black, you know what I mean? And I don't I – don't, I'm, I'm who I am. I am what I am, as is what it is. But then, you know, you run into that. He's very articulate. He know how to communicate his positioning. He's this, that, and the third. You have to worry about that. Now, the great thing is the company is predominantly young, um, young people. So they've been around us a lot more, but it's still Knoxville, Tennessee. It just is it's Knoxville, Tennessee. Right. So that's just what it is. It's, it's, it's whitest of the white and it's racist as hell at times out there. <clears throat> but when I'm walking around the office, I always, I'm, I'm seeing Never heard. I'm moving a manner, but when things are brought to me, I handle everything like it's supposed to. I'm communication, communicative about everything I do to a point where the the CEO, the owner of the company, he sees me and he's like, "Hey, Sean, he want a fist bump and all that," which I fucking hate. I hate yeah, that shit him, so him. much. 
It's like the worst shit ever. It's like, you see a black person, you ready to fist bump or give a dap. They'll shake my motherfucking hand, fam. I'm not dapping you up. This ain't it, you know what I mean? But I go through the process. I go through the rigmaroles of it. I um, But I say that to say this. My son, um, he saw me in a business setting and he was like, he was like, Dad, why you, why you acting like that? I'm like, what you mean? He was like, he said, it's, it's like you kind of, you adapt, like you kind of white, like a little bit. I said, it's not that I'm white, bro. I said, we are bilingual people. <laughs> like we adapt to our situations. That's how I am. I said, when I talk to you, I talk to you in a manner that both ways. I said, you get them both ways. You get me in a playful mode and you get me in the professional mode. I said, that's just me being professional. I can't use certain vernacular when I'm in this particular mode. I don't curse. I don't do all this other stuff when I'm in this particular mode. Now it's just us talking. Then I'll, I'll talk to you in dad mode and we laughing and joking. I said, you're going to be tall. My son is 12 years old and he's already almost fucking six foot. You know what I mean? So you 12 and you six and you five, seven, you're going to run into you being the biggest person all of the time. Right. People are scared of you automatically. And you like your dad, now you got locks. You got to learn how to adapt and communicate your way in and out of situations at all times. Now, for me, I never, I didn't have no one to teach me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watched men around me. I had, I had good, um, I had good mentors or people that I've watched who didn't know they was my mentor, but I just watched how they moved because I knew I wanted to be different than what I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, then I fall down some tracks. We've talked about it. I've sold dope before. I've done a lot of goofy shit, but then I took my ass to college and I got a master's too. Right. You know what I mean? Figure some things out. My daughter was born. My daughter changed my life. I was going down a trash path. Mm. And my daughter changed my life. When you see that person pop out the box and you looking at them, you're like, oh shit, I got to make sure that is good. You know what I mean? Like you got to start, you know, changing things to deviate from certain situations. You know what I mean? I think in life, as we grow, like even between y'all guys, this relationship, Trey had to grow up while he's watching little Trey like, oh, shit. I got me. That's me right there. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a real feeling. Like we yeah. don't like you don't realize until you see that person come out. You like. Oh, this is real. Like, yeah, she was pregnant and you're going through the motions and them being pregnant. And then that person come out and you like, you automatically got to be a man immediately. And people don't, no one teaches you. No one talks to you about that shit. And you got to monitor multiple feelings and emotions. At the same time, you still try to pass the good parts of you on, you know, yeah, as much a as you can. As a father, it's like really no place for feelings, though. It's the bad no part. place, man. Because when you and that woman are not together, you know you got to worry about other men being around your child. You got to worry about you know all that kind of stuff. And a lot of children, you know, they don't want to come to dad when things are going wrong because they don't want to hurt dad. Then they don't want to hurt mom either. So mm -hmm. you know, man, me and my daughter just really developed a real relationship. My daughter's twenty two years, twenty three years old. Yeah. Like we just started really developing a big relationship at 16. I mean, that's what it is. Because I mean, I'm it's, fighting, it's, it's, you know, like now. I was on the opposite side of things. I'm fighting to be a part of her life. Think about that. Something that you help bring into this world, you got to fight to be a part of their life when you really should just be like, hey, I'm happy for you. You a good person. Be a part of their I life. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine <laughs> that. was the worst shit ever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But that. my daughter and I are like, 
this. This shit is crazy how tight we are because now she realized everything. She looked at me and was like, oh, this is why I do this. This is why I do this. This is why I think this way. I didn't realize I thought this way and why I thought this way and why I thought different from everybody else. Oh, I see why now. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, will, regardless of these popular conversations, hold on, I'm gonna get back to you. Regardless of these popular conversations, these women acting like they don't need no man and this and that or whatever, fathers are necessary, man. And and these kids that have relationships with their fathers love the relationships they have with their fathers. It's just unfortunate so many women have babies and keep the kids from the fathers, or they just have babies by men that just don't want to be fathers. So it's right. like you're putting a child in a bad situation because it's about the child, not you. But go go ahead, Jay. I was gonna say, um, I will say, like, as far as when you touched on, like, my pops, when he had to grow, he was going through his stuff. I feel like as a your child, as they get older, they start to realize, oh, this is why my pops was doing this. Like, oh, this is what was going on with this. Because you start having those similar moments, whether it be, like, little bouts with, like, mental health, anything mm-hmm. like that. You can just kind of start remember, kind of start seeing, like, maybe this is why, you know, this period of time. He was this way at this period of time. This was going on between him and my mom. Like you kind of start picking shit up because you're getting older. So when you get older, you can kind of start understanding where your parent was coming from. Because at the end of the day, man, we all human. Everybody going to make fucking mistakes. I don't expect anybody to not make a mistake just because they're older than me. But I think the older you get, the more you start to understand like, oh, this is Okay, I see what it was, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's real. I ain't going to lie. Uh-huh. I was saying I go a lot to talk on your uh, subject about the uh, code switching and stuff. I think mm-hmm. private school helped me a little bit with that. I won't lie, because <laughs> when I was in that private school setting, they did not like me the best. I mean, I, I, I guess they liked me a little bit just because I play ball, but mm-hmm. other than that, they, I was they, they didn't like you because you play ball. I, I dealt with that when I was in New York, like I told you. Like, yeah. but I didn't have I didn't have parental support. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they suspended me for cursing. See. They suspended me for cursing, and then with that suspension at that private school, they take three points off your overall grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. all that shit. I remember I was telling T.S. about the situation, and it's like, I got my father with me in the meeting, because I'm thinking that my father will keep me from, you know, blacking out on these people, man, and worst thing I did was ever bring that man with me, bro. He agreed with him and shit. He agreed with this nigga talking about preaching and, 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 and Jesus Christ, man. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Mind you, we in a basketball game. Dude smacks me dead in my fucking face. Hard as mm. shit. And I, all I say is shit. Mm-hmm. Teed up. I'm on the bench for the rest of the game. The next day, I got to sit in the uh, the dean of student's office and get, to, get told I'm suspended for a day. But so, it's, it's it's in the handbook, though. That's the bad thing about it. It's, it's in the handbook. I signed off on the shit. Yeah, mm. it, it's in the handbook. <laughs> At the yeah, end of the day, wild. real talk. No, no. It, I don't give a fuck if it's in there or not. I ain't reading shit. Right. And they can say, well, you should have read it. Yeah, you should have read it. Motherfucker, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) The shit shit stupid. (laughs) So now I'm suspended, and I ain't doing shit but being at the house on the game. You know what I'm saying? like That's not a lesson to me. No. Listen. I didn't want to suspend it, but I didn't give a fuck, nigga. Like, fuck it. When he said that cold switcher thing, you know what helped me? I moved from up north, because I'm from Detroit. I moved from Midwest to down south. Instantly, you go from living amongst Tons of black people not really hearing white people say the N-word to being called a nigga fresh off the gate. Fresh off the gate, being called a nigga. Yeah. Somebody asking you, you want to come work in my fields, boy? Working nobody damn field. The hell I look like. You know what I mean? A lot of people run to hit them tobacco fields and make the extra money, though. I would when never. I went from Raleigh to Memphis, I'm not going to lie, bro. It was a huge switch and like just black. Like Memphis is 70% black. Oh, yeah. So no, like no. when I went to Memphis, 
when I was in Memphis, I had to learn how to survive in that shit too, because like that shit was completely different from Raleigh. No, it's like, niggas, niggas in Memphis. In that's what I'm saying. Like you had to <laughs> pick and choose the shit you was doing out there. So I was mm-hmm. just like, man, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about this boy going to Memphis, man? Mm-hmm. I found out he was going to Memphis the day before he was leaving. So. Yeah, I remember crazy. you were telling me that. That's yeah. wild. I ain't know day that. before. Yeah, and that's because he told me because he was on the phone <laughs> acting stupid. I'm like, yo, fuck wrong with you? What's wrong with you, man? When we gonna be going to Memphis? And I'm thinking, like, where's he going? Nigga going tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, <Yeah>. nigga. <laughs> wow. He was a child. He don't know to be like daddy, mommy making me move. Yo, they was leaving the next day, man. Hell, when his that mother got married, she told me the day she got married. <laughs> I was That's like, awesome. yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when she yeah. was pregnant, I saw it. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> All that shit is ill. Yeah, no, nah, that should be real, son. But I never say that to knock her. I just say that to say, don't none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Sometimes you can see women. Okay, I'm gonna give you an example. That was a female that did that. Women act like they don't understand when we step away from situations because we're not ready to talk about it yet, Mm -hmm. right? I just gave you three instances where his mother stepped away from something and didn't want to talk to me about it. And we wasn't even together. So imagine how hard it is to talk about tough shit when you're together. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's no question we always loved each other. That's something we always going to look out for each other, right? And you got to be a mature individual to understand that. But you couldn't have those uncomfortable conversations with me and we not even involved. Yeah. Perfect example. But then That's when a definitely. man steps away from something, like I recently had to step away from something because I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I knew all the things I wanted to say but didn't really know how to say it. Like that Patty LaBelle, I must have rehearsed my lines a thousand times. Boom. Yeah. But a woman will say they don't understand that. Mm-mm. No, they will. Come on, man. We all human. We all go through that shit. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And we can't really hold that, those moments against each other. That's yeah. a fact. All right, man. Look, we're going into two hours. This might be the longest podcast right, we've yeah. had so far. Yeah. No, you ain't got to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Once again, this is a Black Male Podcast trade. End off with something. I know you got some bars for us. Give us something. What you got? Okay, we're all black men on here to have amb- ambition. They want to do things good in life. But one thing about having the ambition, Unfortunately, you will always think you're not doing enough. Stay out of your own head and progress in life and prosper. Keep it short. Think about that. Like that. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We what always do his miles. You, I gotta let him get his Gandhi shit off at the end of the pod. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, blood, I sweat, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Video out soon. <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. Once again, it's your boy Tall Sean. TS is who I am. Straight down is who I am. And then we got the young bro, Miles. What's up? Miles Henderson, man. <laughs> All right, yo. This is a Black Male Podcast, episode 112. 